The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus got into a boat, his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a violent storm came up on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by waves, but he was asleep. They came and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. He said to them, Why are you terrified, O you of little faith? Then he got up, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. The men were amazed and said, What sort of man is this, whom even the winds and the sea obey? The Gospel of the Lord. Today, as we celebrate St. Irenaeus, he's, he's truly one of the heavy-hitting saints in our faith, an early saint, so, you know, born around the time of the year 120. So, very early on. So, think of it like this. He was an apostle to an apostle. So, Polycarp was basically his teacher. St. Polycarp was basically the apostle to St. John. So, Actually, St. John himself taught St. Polycarp, and then St. Polycarp taught St. Irenaeus. So that's like saying, well, John told me this is what we should do, and he's saying that to Irenaeus. That's how close we're talking about Irenaeus was to, to the truth. And in fact, Irenaeus is really one of the great heroes for the field of apologetics. The great work that he wrote was called Against Heresies, And so he was always trying to protect our faith, what the actual truth was, from everybody around trying to infiltrate on what the, you know, what sort of falsity was out in the world and trying to interject it inside of the church. And he's just like, no, that's not a part of Christ's teaching. And he was a great hero to that field of apologetics, of defending the faith, being a great defender of the faith. And so one of the things that he really defended against at the time was the Gnostic heresy. Gnosis comes from the word uh, knowledge. And so the Gnostics basically had sort of this pseudo-Christian belief. They believed that Christ was, you know, they believed in some sort of divinity of Christ, but yet they thought that there was a special knowledge that would only be revealed to this special group of individuals. And so that's always really dangerous in the church. And that's something that we all need to keep in mind because we see it happening within our own church where sometimes people will have a specific bent or a specific preference of some sort um, on one side or the other or in different variances. And they'll be like, oh, no, well, you're not like really Catholic or the best Catholic or the greatest Catholic unless you do these things right there. That's the heresy of Gnosticism. So we have to be really careful about those things. Remember, in this story of the gospel, it's amazing that they're in the boat, right? And you might have seen some famous art about this before. Not necessarily this boat, but we can use this boat as the example. The boat is the Catholic Church. The disciples, the apostles, are inside of the boat, right? And Christ is at the helm, even even though sometimes it doesn't seem like it, right? It seems like, Lord, what are you doing? Why are you asleep? You should be in control of this ship. He is in control of the ship. But again, sometimes he's not active in the way that we want him to be active. But he does not have to be active in the way we want him to be active. 
He's active in the way he needs to be active, in the way that his will sees fit for our betterment and the betterment of the church. So one of the things that's so important, though, is that we realize, too, there was a moment in another gospel where he steps outside of the boat, right? So God, through his extraordinary power, can work outside of the boat if he has to work outside of the boat. But that's his job to do that. Our job is to be inside of the boat, right? With him. And so if we're inside of the boat with him, then there really is nothing to fear. And that's the great lesson that we have from these two great saints. If we're in the boat with Christ, then we have to really trust that he actually is steering that ship, that uh, it's not up to us to steer the ship. One of the things that people had asked me over the years why I liked rock climbing so much was very much because of a reason like this, about fear. Um, It's an interesting sport. It's really hard physically. Uh, You have to think about what you're doing while you're doing it. (laughs) You know, so so you're in the midst of something very difficult physically. You're having to use your mind in the midst of doing the physical thing. And then you also throw a healthy dash of fear into the mix, right? And so you have to balance those three things all at the same time. And I started to love that. And, you know, people would ask about it, and I would say, you know what's amazing about it is it's not that you don't get afraid, but it's that you start to function so well in the midst of the fear, through training, and through closeness to it, that you're still afraid, but in some ways you can function in the midst of the fear very, very highly. That's what our faith is about is that through discipline, through prayer, through the close relationship we develop with Christ, being in this small boat with him, then when fear comes, it doesn't have mastery over us at all. Because we realize that we can function because he's right there. Even if it appears that he's sleeping, he is right next to us. And he's guiding the boat that whole entire time. And, you know, there's times where he might even call us to something extraordinary. Step outside of the boat, right? Just like he called Peter to do that same thing. And that we realize if we continue to trust from him, we can walk with him even over the water. But yeah, it's in those moments of doubt, it's in those moments of looking at our past traumas, our past wounds, that sometimes suck us right back under the water. But remember, there's only one thing that needs to be said to get back into his graces. The, the words that are said at that very moment that Peter sinks into the water, Lord, save me. It, it's again, it's a, it's a reaching out. It's a, recon, it's a reconciliation with the Lord. Let me come back into your company. And then you're back into his company. God bless you all.